Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline. Get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about Horse Racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Bet Online and sponsored in part by Stanley Law Offices, Welch & Company Jewelers, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and Burn Dairy. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, go get the chocolate milk for the kids, the delicious ice cream. It's now in season, of course. And ah, yes, those donuts are to die for at Burn Dairy. And, you know, gas up your vehicle wherever you may be as well, in and around Participating locations in central New York, Burn Dairy, it's all good. Podcast to highlight and appreciate Novak Djokovic. Now, I know he's not really that likable. Um, you know, I'm not going one way or the other on the vaccination stuff. I couldn't care less. Uh, you want to go against him because of, you know, not getting vaccinated for a time there, missing tournaments. You do you. Okay, the vaccinations have not proved to prevent COVID. Neither have, have, have you know what have what have masks done besides make us look like idiots and spend money. Uh, they're both they're both completely in cartoon land. I don't care if you fall on the pro or con side of how we handle COVID. I just don't care. I do not care. He was against COVID, seventy five percent of coronavirus, and I am sensitive to those who got it and maybe passed on from it. But also, they probably had a pre existing situation that people didn't report, and they just threw it under a COVID death uh, in, in a COVID death uh, list. And somebody got a check for it, and it's disgusting. Uh, most of coronavirus, as we know now, has been a complete myth. Uh, there, it's not. It, I said this at the beginning, and I'm saying it now, and I'm not wrong. It's not everything; it's something. 
that's and I'm going to leave it at that. Novak Djokovic is as I record this before Wimbledon. You're going to hear this after Wimbledon and you're going to hear it before the US Open by a few weeks, okay? He just won the French Open. Novak Djokovic, no matter how you shake this down, is going to if he stays healthy. I mean, he's 36 years old, so he's not, you know, he's not that much younger than Fed Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. He's just not that much younger. He's 36 years old. But he seems to have, obviously, a ton of health on his side. Clearly, because Roger Federer is retired. Rafael Nadal has got one problem after another after another. And, you know, here we are sitting in 2023, and Novak Djokovic is still playing. And, you know, these other guys are done. Now, if you're looking at the most tennis majors of all time, okay, Major wins, okay? Um, Most tennis grand slams. I always say major because I'm I'm more of a golf guy, especially now. I don't play tennis anymore. Um, And by the way, the men's game, I mean, the men's game is going to have to draw me back in somehow. I mean, they're going to have to get like a a, a rivalry or star power or something. I think the product is still really good because the guys are just so unbelievably athletic and they they hit well and all that. But same goes for the women's game. I mean – Listen, I grew up on Graf and Navratilova in the 80s, okay? I grew up on Monica Seles. Um, You know, I mean, I grew up on, uh, well, excuse me, a little bit of Everett and Navratilova into Graf, into Seles, you know, Arancha Sanchez, Vicario, all those players. Got into the American game, got into the global game. Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, Michael Chang, Jim Courier. American tennis was used to be absolutely unbelievable in the 90s. Obviously, you're at the back end of, you know, McEnroe Connors, but I was born in 79, um, you know, grew up with all those guys, never imagining for a second that we would have the three greatest players of all time right in the same freaking era and generation in terms of Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, and Rafael Nadal. It's it's absolutely, it's absolutely incredible. It really is. Um, but as far as the most major wins, okay, Novak Djokovic is at the top now. I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with here. He is arguably the greatest in history, right? Um, and I know that a lot of people point, you know, for a while it was it was it was Nadal, right? Because Nadal had a great history against Federer and you know a, a million different a million different reasons why Nadal was picked, right? A million. Um, but now do we just easily say we're going right to Novak because of the top, he, he's won the most now, right? I mean, do, do we do that? Your list might be different than mine. Um, he has one more than Nadal. He's already got three more than Federer. I have always... Stuck to, even though the success of Nadal, a lot of that has been the head-to-head with Roger Federer, right? I mean, it's just you can't ignore the, the rivalry. If you have three guys, one guy's usually kind of left to the side because of one reason or another. In this case, it's Joker. And I think he was kind of left to the side anyway pre-corona. I mean, obviously he's left to the side because, you know, the, the pro-coronas are out in full force, um, you know, going anti-Joker and pro-Corona. But I think he was kind of off to the side, too, because he's not as likable as Nadal and Federer. 
You know, you don't listen to him. And I'm not criticizing him. It's just his personality. I don't think his personality is, his personality is dislikable. But come on, man. Look at Rafael Nadal. Look at Federer. Federer, the way he played the serve volley game. You know, he had the hair. He had the Nike, the mojo. Uh, super humble. Great press conferences. Like, come on. And then you got Nadal, who's this absolute ball of muscle, <clears throat> you know, sitting at, what is he? Um, you know, five foot, I mean, a lot of thing people have him at six one. That seems a little generous to me. But like, you know, here he is at like 5'11", you know, and, you know, just this ball of muscle running down, I mean, the greatest relay player of all time the greatest baseline player of all time. I thought it was Agassi for the longest time, but I think it's Nadal for sure. You know, and all he does is whoop, whoop, whoop on the uh, competition in the, in the French Open. I, I, the French Open thing is staggering. He's the greatest player. Nobody will ever eclipse him in a, either singles, doubles, anything. It will not happen. I know what everybody's out there saying, well, you know, we had Dr. J. Never have another Dr. J. Then Michael comes along. Won't have a Michael, then we have a Kobe. This is different. And by the way, you can talk to me about all the basketball players of all time, and I got Michael Jordan number one. Is it close, number two, number three? Eh, it might be close, a little close. Tennis is really close, too. Nadal, Federer, Joker. But you think about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen French Opens. And it was a criticism of Nadal for the longest time. Like, bro, can you win anywhere else besides the French Open? Right, that was happening like around 2008, because he had already been pro, and he had already won four. I, well, it would have been three French Opens going into 2008. Remember that? And everybody said, "Wow, this guy he just can't win." Da, 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 da. Goes out, can't win the Aussie Open. Then he wins another French, and it's like, "Oh, here we go." But then he broke through at Wimbledon. That 2008 final, unbelievable. You know, break, breaks through in that epic. I mean, that was 6-4-6-4-6-7-6-7-9-7, that fifth set. <laughs> you know, him and Federer went at it so hard. So hard. And, I mean, that is arguably, you know, at the time, Federer was a five-time champion, too. That was the start of their real, real rivalry. It really was. It was the first time Federer lost a major final outside the French Open. Only loss at Wimbledon for Federer between 03 and 09. And you're like, this Nadal kid can play on grass too? Insane. It was the second longest championship match in Wimbledon history, playing four hours and 48 minutes, two rain delays, stretch over seven hours just before nightfall. I, I remember watching just about every freaking shot and serve of this. It was... Mine alive. It, it, that might be, whether in person or on TV, the best tennis match of my lifetime. Seriously. And you're like, okay, Nadal now, hang on here. He's got two two surface wins, and he has five majors. Here he comes. And boy, here he came indeed. Because he didn't win anything else in 08, but then in 09, wins the Aussie. Now you're like, oh boy. Oh boy. Then he doesn't win the French. You're like, eh. And then he doesn't win anything the rest of the year. He's still got the one grand slam. You're like, okay, he's got six on the way. Let's see what happens in 2010. I don't know. Bang. French Open win again. Bang. U.S. Open. Now he's won on all surfaces. He wins at Wimbledon again in 2010. Then he just goes bananas. Bananas. French Open. 11, 12, 13, 14. Boom. (laughs) 
Wins the U.S. Open in 13, 17, and 19. Wins the French in 17, 18, 19, 20, 22. Gets another Aussie Open last year in 2022. I mean, you could make the argument for Nadal being easily the best player of all time, right? I mean, for sure. And he's going to do great things in um, Mallorca as well. You know, he's a philanthropist. He's opening up a tennis academy. He's going to be, he's going to do great things in the game forever, right? This dude, this dude is 138 and 75 career, 11 career, uh, in doubles, by the way, as well, 11 career titles. He's also got, you know, Olympic achievements. You know, he has 92 career titles, which was fifth in the open era. You know, he's obviously an insane tennis player, right? Roger Federer, singles, he's 1251 and 275. So if you look at uh, Nadal, uh, Nadal's record here, I got, I'm, I'm back and forth onto it. Uh, Nadal, um, singles record, he's 1,068 and 220. So, Less wins, very comparable percentage. You know, I still think in golf, like 82 major wins is, you know, should be talked about more uh, with Snead and Tiger Woods. I've always said that. Because technically, they're the winningest players of all time. They don't have the most majors of all time, but winningest. So I think that means something in tennis, too. Mm. Durability, you know, sustainability, the era you play in. Listen, all three of these guys played in the same exact era, Right. Playing the same exact era. Roger Federer is 41 years old. Rafael Nadal is 37 years old. Novak Djokovic is 36 years old. Five years separate the three of them. Youngest, you know, Joker up to Nadal up to Fed. Right? But it was still technically the same overall generation. You know? And they all come from different backgrounds. You've got Spain for Nadal. You've got, you know... um, You've got, obviously, Serbia, you know, Yugoslavia type of a thing for um, Novak Djokovic. And, and obviously, with Fed, we know that he has just this unbelievable brand from Switzerland and born there, and now has grown a completely new, just like the other two, a completely, completely different, um, you know, generation of fans with, with their play. But you can make the argument that either of these guys is the greatest of all time. I can throw you the person. I mean, no, Novak, let's look at his wins, by the way. I mean, he's 1,058 and 210. So he has less wins than Fed um, by, you know, close to a couple hundred. And as far as Nadal goes, 1068 wins versus 1050. He only has 10 less wins than Nadal, but he has a greater win percentage than both of them. So, I, you know, again, you want to go with how many weeks they've been ranked number one. You want to add the double thing to it? You want to add the Olympic Games? You want to add whatever? I, I mean, you, you can do anything and add anything and and make, you know, make your decision that way. I mean, you know, 94 career titles is third in the open era for singles, right? For Djokovic, um, you know, Nadal has 103, right? Federer's fifth. Excuse me. Nadal is fifth with 92. Federer is second in the open era with 103. Jimmy Connors has the most, but Jimmy Connors is miles behind those three guys in terms of, you know, Grand Slam wins. So pick who you want, take who you want. You know, the major wins are what they are. But Novak now has the most ever. And I think if he can play, 
And this is going to be a key two years. It's going to be a key two years for him. If he does a couple of things out of the shoot, remember, he's got the, the Australian Open and he's got the French Open already this year. If he does a couple things this year and beyond, I think he'll have to be the undisputed GOAT. And I'm going to get into those things next on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our title sponsor, Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, together, <clears throat> they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well, to Burn Dairy, Ken's Auto Detailing, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and CH Insurance. Hey, CH Insurance, if you're in and around Central New York, they're in your corner every day, every way. Your local agency for commercial and residential insurance. You can find out more today at chinsurance.com, excuse me, .cc. That's chinsurance.cc. They're there 24-7 to answer questions and help with claims. CH Insurance, the official insurance provider of the ML Sports Platter. More on Joker, Nadal, and Fed coming up next on the MLSP. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Please download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and partnered in conjunction with Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Bowers & Company CPAs in Rosie's Corner. Stop by Route 11 in Burton in front of the Burton Bridge every Friday for Fish Friday plus pizza wings on a daily basis. Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter associate sponsor. So if Djokovic can do a couple a couple things here. Now, who do I think technically is the greatest player of all time? Technically, while Nadal and Federer head-to-head goes far to the Nadal side. I still think you can be the greatest player of all time with a couple other things in your corner. Like, he has 20 majors, right? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. He has 20. Nadal has 22. Joker has 23. The rivalry part, yeah. Nadal has basically owned mostly Federer in those in those matchups. In all the matchups, you know, non-Grand Slam, Grand Slam, whatever. He's owned them. There's no doubt about it. However, the overall record for Fed and... More, you know, more singles titles. Um, you know, the weeks at number one. Um, I mean, he's just a versatile. All I think he's a versatile overall better all court player, Federer than Nadal. Now he's only won one French Open by the same token. So the Nadal people are going to go. Well, hang on just a second. Nadal has at least two wins on every surface. So how can Federer be a better all court thing, right? And it's like. Well, I mean, I, I look at the dominance in the era he played in, and I think a little bit like Tiger Woods with that. Yes, Nadal head-to-head, okay, but Fed overall in his career, that's what he was. For a six- or seven-year stretch, Roger Federer at Wimbledon was basically Nadal at the French Open. Now, the difference, of course, is when you look at the overall Grand Slam, there's no player more dominant on a specific surface than Nadal and Clay. I don't think we're ever going to see it. From a Wimbledon perspective, though, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Wimbledons is what Federer won. That's still pretty darn good and pretty darn dominant. The problem is, you look at Nadal, you're like, ah, oh, 14 French Opens, whoa, right? And then he start, and then he wins four on the U.S. Open, and then the other two, Wimbledon and the Aussie, he's got at least two on those surfaces as well. Two Australian Opens, two Wimbledons, four U.S. Opens, 14 French Opens. So I think, though, 
that with the weeks at number one, that dominating, dominating span of six, seven, eight years for Fed, all court player, the serve and volley game is the best we've ever seen as well. I feel like Nadal's serve and volley game was amazing as well. You know, it's kind of like, okay, were you the best driver of your generation in golf? Yeah, you could be the fifth best putter, but be considered, you know, the greatest player maybe of all time, but you have one thing that wasn't as good as somebody else, but eh, whatever, right? It can go the other way with that as well. That's why these conversations are so fun to have. But the greatest serve volley player of all time is Roger Federer. It's not a knock on Joker or Nadal. They're both amazing at serve volley. But Nadal was way more fruitful in the, hey, let's go baseline to baseline and good luck trying to stop me because I'm going to return every friggin' shot you have. My backhand is ferocious. My forehand is ferocious. I'm going to tire your ass out and there's nothing you can do about it. He was more of a grinding through the years. Now, again, his serve got better and more dynamic and more dominant. But the serve volley overall game, I've always considered Roger Federer to be the greatest, um, you know, serve volley game ever. 2006 season, statistically, best season of Fed's career. You could put that up against anybody. Um, second season of uh, probably greatest statistical second uh, uh, season of all time. Second, maybe to a Rod Laver. You know, his Grand Slam year of 69, I, I don't know. I mean, he won 12 singles titles. Um, you know, he had a 92-5 and five match record. I mean, those kind of years that were put together, it was unbelievable. He won three Grand Slams in 2006. I mean, he had multiple years of just utter and sheer dominance. Now, he might have lost one time here, one time there to, to Nadal. And the rivalry for Nadal, again, it goes into his favor. But I look at all the other things, you know, the, 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 the stretches of dominance, the all-court thing. The serve volley game. I know he's three short of Joker. Um, <clears throat> you know, the numbers are fine against him. Uh, I do think, though, that Joker has the the, the all-time head-to-head. But either way, I, I think Fed's the greatest of all time. But I got to tell you, right now, it is like one A-A-A-A-A, you know, for Nadal right behind him, and one A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A for Joker right behind him. And if Novak Djokovic wins the career Grand Slam this year, he's the GOAT slam dunk. He's the GOAT. Because if he wins two more, he'll have 25. Now he's five better than Fed, and he'll be three better than Nadal. And he'll have the Grand Slam. Okay? That's ridiculous. And if he's he's 36 now, he just turned 36. He, I, if he can stay healthy for three, I would say two to three more, two to four years more, play to like age 40, maybe not get a lot back into 39, all of 40. 36-37, if he goes for, you know, a couple of really good, healthy years here, and he can get even a few more, he might push 30 major wins. All right, I'm not saying he has to get there, but he could even push 27-28, right? By the time he's done, between 27 major wins and 30, that's doable. That 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 is absolutely doable, and he, he would be the GOAT. I mean, I, I can't dispute it, and you can't either, depending on, you know, if you love or hate the personality pro or against the COVID. I don't care how, you can't deny it. You can't deny it because if he has 27, he's going to have five more than Nadal and seven more than Federer. I'm not saying Nadal's done winning them yet, but it looks pretty close to the end, doesn't it? I mean, he's going to come back and all that, but he's, 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 you know, it's been hips and hammies and this and that. I mean, look at the way that the guys play And tennis is such a hard sport. Start and stop sport. It's such a grind on your body. The travel's brutal. Right now, I think it's still fed with those guys, like literally, you know, basically arm hairs touching. But I think Joker's going to end up being the GOAT when all is said and done.
ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our good friends at Burn Dairy, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, and our great friends at Bonnet Sales and Service. Route 11 in Central Square, 50-plus years serving Central New York with the best garage doors around. If you are in and around Central New York, get on over to Bonnet Sales and Service. I'm telling you, get a couple of new garage doors for your home. Bang, your house looks brand new. Sue and the team doing an awesome job. Best customer service out there, free estimates. It's all there, Bonnet Sales and Service. Go get them on social as well, Instagram and Facebook. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.